11 o'clock comics episode 141 yes look at that happy new year oh my good lord you are loud yeah loud but good but if, but if you can get a little louder it'd be Oh, dude. <laughs> this is a strange ass episode. Well, it depends. I mean, if you got to bow out because of the wife, I can keep talking. Because I have six girls. No, seven girls Meaning, hey, now. No, no, I wish. We wanted to kill two birds with one stone, so we did the New Year's Eve. Not really a party. My wife has some friends over, but we figured why not have your birthday party because we didn't get around to September. No, no. So it's cool because the girls' parents don't have to worry about where the kids are, and they can go have fun. And the girls are here with us, and having fun in our basement. That's awesome. And then he said, "It's like a girl avalanche down here." And I said. Buddy, in about, what, what are you, six years old, seven years old? In about eight years, you'll be loving it. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll, you'll be smelling the couch cushions just there like that. There you go. <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? How, we was, got, uh, how were the kids Christmas? Good. We have uh, two new additions to the home. Ah. Yes, two guinea pigs. Mia got a guinea pig on Christmas morning from Santa named Nacho. Uh, Nacho. Nacho, yes, after Nacho Libre. Of course. My kids love that movie, and so do I. But <laughs> So uh, he's uh, black, white, and um, like a caramel color. And uh, so she also got a book, How to Raise Your, ger- your uh, I call them gerbils, your guinea pig. And in the book it says... Guinea pigs thrive when in the presence of another guinea pig. So Mia said, well, Dad, you know, this one's awful lonely, and it's not going to thrive without another guinea pig. So the day after Christmas, here I am in PetSmart picking up another guinea pig for Nina. So we have two guinea pigs, Nacho and Watermelon. <laughs> because <laughs> because when you put them together, it's Nacho Watermelon. <laughs> it is not my watermelon, so that's that's good. <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. It's New Year's Eve, and it I'll is, tell you, buddy, I, <laughs> I'm i like three quarters in the bag already. That's good. I haven't really started that much. I, uh, I'm i I'm, I'm sipping on my drink roll called Merlot by... Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Back this truck up a You know, bit. we need to... We, we do need to explain what's, what's going yeah, on wait. this week. All right, chop. Here we go. Hey, it's 11 o'clock comics. Uh, I am Vince B. I am... David Price. I was yeah. going to wait for Chris to say something, but... <laughs> Chris is not here. Jason's not here either. It is just David and myself. Yes, it's bullpen bulletins <laughs> all over again. Uh, see, Let's well, see. we should explain it in, in brief, because this is a comics podcast. It's not the uh, trials and tribulations of the ISP podcast. Comcast screwed me over pretty big this week. Uh, they dicked me on three separate occasions where they were supposed to come out to the house and fix my internet and my phone service. They never did. They never showed up uh, for three days. For the first day, it was mildly annoying. The second day, we were pretty livid. The third day, we were really pissed off. And they finally came this morning around 10 a.m. 
and through a signal boost, a signal amplifier on my line. I guess my signal's not strong enough. I don't know. Uh, so everything's working fine now, but that's why you guys didn't get your 11 o'clock comics, which is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, yeah, where you, the comic book aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts, amazing discounts, 35 all the way up to 75% off certain things. Check this out. They spotlight different books uh, every month that they, they, they think you should be aware of. And this month, wow, I am so out of it. Um, <laughs> I just screwed up my my uh, Mac journal. This month, you can get the Archie Archives. I think you still have time to put this order in. You can get the Archie Archives from Dark Horse for twenty four ninety nine. That's fifty percent off the forty yeah, ninety nine cover I price. I know it. Uh, Cinderella Fables Are Forever. The great Sean McManus on art, written by Chris Roberson. List price two ninety nine. You can get it for forty five percent off a dollar sixty four. Where the hell are you going to get a comic book for a dollar sixty four without stealing it? Yeah. It ain't happening. And um, one of the things I read for this week that I'd like to talk about, maybe if we have time, you can get Crossed Psychopath number one, written by David Lapham, Yow, the uh, Stray Bullets author, and with art by Raulo. Caceres, I hope I pronounced that right. Regular price three ninety nine, fifty percent off, a dollar ninety nine. You're not going to find Avatar comics cheaper than at DCBS. DCBS Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your books there. But so that's where we are. It's just David and myself. Jason and Chris are out doing the New Year's Eve uh, thing, the festivities. This is how diehard David and I are. We did not want to break the streak. We have gone 140 well, no, Jason weeks. Jason didn't either. Jason, uh, right, day, right, right. Past couple of days, you know, he and I have been going back and forth on on Twitter and and messages and and trying to find out. You know, we, we were both waiting to hear from you. Ben, Jason would get in touch with me. Vince got cable yet? Vince back yet? And I would let him know. And I touch base with you, and I'm like, all right, yeah, this is what the situation is. And I'm like, wait, yeah, limited, I, blah blah blah. I am the worst at, at actually touching base with people. You know, I mean, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> you know that from experience. I I don't consider anyone else like in in my experience. There is only me and. Like the thought of maybe I should tell my friends what's going on that doesn't enter my mind, and it's weird, it's strange, it's odd, and because I'm sorry. Jason and I earlier in the week, I think it was, um, yeah, like Monday, because I, well, I I asked earlier <laughs> in the week, I said, "What day are we doing this?" Because this week was, it's not only New Year's Eve today. This week was half of the eleven o'clock comic hosts' anniversaries. Mine was Monday, Chris's was Wednesday, so uh. there was, so those were two nights that we weren't going to be able to record. So I asked, "What night were we recording?" <laughs> and Jason says, "Well, I thought Wednesday." And I says, "Well, Wednesday's no good because Chris of the Neesman's anniversary." So yeah. then he says, "Okay, well, about Tuesday." And I was all set for Tuesday until the blizzard of the Northeast came you, along. You got hit. Dude, we got hit, but so did my father down in North Carolina. So we didn't leave. We were going to leave Sunday. We were going to leave the day after Christmas and drive back home. We didn't leave until Tuesday because we really didn't feel like driving on our anniversary. So we didn't leave till Tuesday. We got home about 9.30. And all day, Wood and I are going back and forth going, has anybody heard from Vince? We haven't seen him <laughs> online. He hasn't responded to any of the messages. And, so we and you, were, you were reading shit into my 
comments from our original discussion when you guys were going back and forth, like what day would be good for you, and you were you were batting it back and forth, and I didn't say anything because honestly I was off this week. I didn't care what day we recorded. Same with so, me. Right, so I didn't say anything, and you translated that into, oh damn. <laughs> We haven't heard from Vince. <laughs> again, both our bulletins all over again. You know, so we haven't heard from Vince, and now here we go. And then we find out, or I find out, and I relate a message that, hey, so I, Chris, I don't think, knows. Because Chris was like, since Wednesday's no good, Thursday might be tight because that's when they're coming back from Florida, and Jason would have to juggle some things around. Yeah. But Jason... J- Jason's wife, just like mine, is like, listen, I want you guys to keep the street going. Yeah. So all day yesterday, we're like, all right, we're going to do this. And, then, and he says, okay, well, tomorrow I might be able to hop on for a little bit. We got some company coming over during the day, but blah, blah, blah. So Jason still might show up because I threw the message out to him. But oh, as cool. of right now, it's just me and Vince. Yeah. It, it, same as it ever was, right, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it does stink a little bit to not do it with Jason and Chris, but we need to get this episode out because I don't want to break that streak. Right. 140 weeks, that's that's saying something, because we couldn't eke out 33 episodes of Bullpen Bulletins <laughs> in what, over a year? Yeah, over a year, I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and for this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, I am drinking something very different. My brother-in-law got me beer for Christmas, bless his soul, and it's from the Blue Point Brewing Company from Long Island. This is called Toasted Lager. I like it. That sounds it, tasty. It, it's my fourth. <laughs> so if I'm more stupid than usual, you know why. Because eh. I'm floating. I am uh, I'm sipping on some. It's good to see you floating. I'm sipping on some um, Gallo family Merlot. Nice, easy. And it, well, hey, you know, I've even had. Well, I had I had the one. No, actually, no. What did I have? I had a screwdriver last week. Did you really? Oh, right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's orange juice in that. There is. There, there was a little bit in mine. Not so much, you get you get your vitamin C and that's right. You piss it right out. <laughs> you sweat it out, but um, but no, it was uh, it's it, it's it's been a crazy week, and and yeah, um, we got the drink roll call done, and and we're gonna do. I'm not pouring any out for those that aren't with us tonight. But um, I'll. Uh, I think there are a couple things we can still talk about. I think we might even have some voicemails this week. We do have voicemails this uh, week. At but, least it'll be pump things up a little bit. Yeah, but judging by well, uh, assuming that we don't go longer than an hour, I mean maybe we will, maybe we won't. But if we don't go longer than an hour, I'll I'll put maybe two in. I have three to play. So, uh, depending on the time, the duration of this episode, you may be hearing one, you may be hearing three. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. And I was telling Vince earlier that uh, I'm doing some reorganizing on my computer, and and, uh, I got rid of Thunderbird, and I'm going back to mail, the the, the built-in mail app on on the Mac OS, and and, uh, I do have some voicemails that I have to send to Vince. So, I mean, it, it, even if you've been calling, we, we still have Keep them. calling, yeah. yeah. Keep calling because yeah. we're back in the groove now. Every episode from now on, we'll have at least two voicemails. So What 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 is a number? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you. That, that's your department, buddy. It's, I, it's <laughs> 206-312-5239. 206-312-5039. Is that right? 
5239. 5239. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Okay, let's get into the comics before they start hitting, hitting the stop button. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall correctly, you and I both read um, something uh, the same for this week. One of the things we read was... was yeah, I read it. I think I read it before I left for my trip, but yes, I yes. think we are up to issue three. Three. And what David is talking about is the Top Cow event, the current Top Cow event, Artifacts, issue number three. Now, uh, to preface whatever we're about to say, I have to admit I really enjoyed issues one and two. One was very surprising. It was yep. um, it was particularly well done. Two was good, but didn't have the thrill that the first one did. But I got to say, three was a major disappointment for me. For me, too. Uh, yeah. There was... Um, I. It was, it felt a little bit maybe like treading water. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on. And even as we're progressing slowly to, to wherever we're going, um, the last half of the book really emphasized how little I was getting. Right. It, it, it seemed to me like maybe they realized the bite they took out of, uh, the top cow schedule maybe they're feeling the crunch the pinch because uh, i don't know this this issue just seemed thrown together to me it, yeah. it it seemed like every uh shortcut the artists could take to get this book out on time they they would uh take the the most egregious example being the aphrodite pages with the repetitive oh, towards, as, we, as we zoom zoom out yeah, I mean, start in close, and it's it's. The, you can even tell from the hair going across her forehead and her eyes and her lips and the way everything is drawn and inked and yeah. colored. It's the exact exact same image, right? But the thing, and I don't really mind repetitive images. Like Andy Warhol said, there's joy in repetition, and there is. But if it's done with a little bit of diversity, and they did, in their defense, reduce the size of yeah. Aphrodite as if they were zooming out, like a camera zoom away from her. But we're only getting a half a page of art on each one of these pages. Yeah, it's, she's, it's only she's three, like framing it. Yeah, she's, she's kicked hard left or hard right, depending on the, which direction the page is facing. And in the middle, there are three pages, three, sorry, three panels, uh, on each page. So the artist is basically doing one page for the, doing the job of two. And it, it, that's not bad if, if it worked, but I, I don't think this works. It's really obvious what they did, that they were trying to cut corners. And get this issue out, and I I really enjoy uh, Broussard's art. the The art on this it's like a it's like a Mary Pranksters thing. There, uh, yeah, pencils Krusty by Krusty Bunkers. Michael Broussard did the pencils. Additional pencils by Facundo Persio, uh, Stephen Sedgwick, which I cannot pick his pages out. Uh, Paolo Maybe Pantalina, Sheldon Mitchell, and Nelson Blake the second. And you have three inkers too, well, Basaldra, Weems, and Regla. If you if if you go to the back where it lists the the creators or, mm -hmm. or like the the little 
Oh, it tells you? Back page, it kind of tells you what each artist did or, or who who Ooh. each artist is on the book and yeah, what I, they're kind of known for. See, I didn't even make it that far because okay. I was pretty much... You were uh, done? You got yeah, and last. I, I didn't even read the... Uh, the uh, text pages by Brian Roundtree, this House of Cards, The Players of Artifacts, Part 3. Yep. I was I was a little put off with the art. Put it this way. When Bart Sears is the highlight of your book, you got problems. <laughs> I, I, forgot, yeah, I forgot he did the origin. No, I, I like Bart Sears. I really do. And he yeah. did a double-page origin of the Angelus. With, yes. uh, Mars wrote it. Bart Sears and Ominous Studios did the line art. And you had Arif Prianto of IFS did the colors and it, it's really sharp I mean say what you will about Bart Sears the dude can draw women very very well and, and he didn't fall into the same Bart Sears traps where he makes them excessively muscular I mean right. uh, Danny looks pretty damn hot in this like very curvaceous and very sexy she doesn't look all muscle bound so it's like you remember what he did with Heroes Alliance yeah yeah, I continue to like his stuff. I even like his warlord stuff. I know. Okay. I know. No, I, but, I, he lost me a little bit with the Captain America and the Falcon. Um, and I mean, I, I like the stuff with Justice League Europe. I've, I've been a fan of his, but it, yeah, Exo Man of War. You know, oh, there, yeah. there, there's a lot of stuff he's done that's, that's really great. And it, it was nice seeing him at the, uh, at the end of this issue. And like you said, if, if he's a highlight, I mean, there were, there were a lot of hands. There were a lot of chefs in, in the kitchen this right. time around. And we I, like I, to do word association once in a while uh, among artists. And whenever the name Bart Sears comes up, you know what I think of? What? Lips. I have no, ah, I have no idea. Yeah, he yeah, draw yeah. he draws very distinctive. And I and going back to Exo Manor, yeah. he draws very distinctive lips on his man. Like they're always very full, very thick. Well, look at the cover of uh, the Eclipso. The, the that kicked yeah, off the, the right. event. Yep, yeah. you're right. But <laughs> getting back to the artifacts, I don't know. It just it just seemed like there's a lot of four page, four panel pages. There's a lot of uh, two panel pages where you just have different heroes and or villains striking a pose. I don't know. It it just felt really rushed to me. The story didn't really progress all that much. I'm thinking thirteen issues. What's this going to get and, done in twenty? You know, twenty thirteen. And that's that's what's. I was really hoping that we'd be done in a year or a year and a month. Um, right. But it it seemed to take a long time. I remember reading the first issue when I got the DC Best Box that month, and I, and I didn't get the second issue the following month, and then it came oh. the third month, and and then we have in March. I think they have issue eight solicited so i think i just ordered number seven for february and we have a, a collection reprinting the first four issues and it's like so why what, do we really need to take a month off after four issues and, and it's not even i think with issue five we we have an art change with wills Protasio coming on so it looks like they're going to uh, have different God <laughs> I, you know, i'm not looking forward to that <laughs> So it looks like we're going to have a, a different artist or art team with each act. So we're we're not quite at the end of Act One yet. I think that'll happen with the fourth issue when we get that. But it just, I'm, you know, I I know that I've I've said in the past that when an issue comes, I don't care if something's late. There's other things I can read. And when I reread right. it, the shipping schedule isn't going to mean 
hijack me because I'm going to have the four or five issues in front of me and I'm going to read them. If, if I read them five years from now, I'm not going to remember that there was a huge blizzard that, that affected you know, <laughs> books being late. I don't True. crap. It's just I'm yeah. going to read it when I get it. So maybe and what, the first act will read better once I have all four issues. But the third issue, especially... Well, they gonna, are they going to do this issue over? They'll <laughs> <laughs> read better then. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The thing, another page that really didn't sit well with me was the bridge scene between Nottingham and uh, oh, Finnegan. Like the very end, right? Yeah, it's just, it was just weak. It's just, I mean... I was a little it, confused. They're not even good storyboards. They're just, it, it just seemed thrown together. Like, uh, very, if you get stabbed in the stomach by a knife, you, you know, you, what do you do? You twist to the right and just go, ah, like, come on, show me some action, show me some emotion. Uh, I don't know. It's And then we get a water droplet at the end. Thanks. We, we knew he. We knew he went in the water. We don't need to see the water drop. There was, there was also. Um, I, I don't know. Not, not confusing, but um, well, I, again, I guess with the treading water, with the whole thing, with where, where, where she's where where um where Sarah is standing over her sister's body still, and 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 the cops are there, and it's yeah. it's. I, I can we I listen. I don't know what it's like to be standing over the body of, of, of a deceased sibling, and, and I don't know how someone will react to that. She's a police officer. She is the bearer of the witchblade. She is not a normal person, so things would be different in her situation, and, and, yeah. and still her sister, but I just... It, it, it just it wasn't... I don't want to say it wasn't working for me, but things just... I was just like, you know, I'm, I, I had to turn the page, and then we turn the page, and then we get to see other bearers of... Um, yeah, that's an, which is cool because I that's mean, a decent page. Yeah, that's a decent stuff. page, only because it's they're nicely drawn. Yes, and you get like a crib sheet of who has what and where and in, in case that, you did yeah. miss the zero issue. Yes, right. It's kind of neat, but again, in the third issue, do we I need know. that? I don't know. The the this the page with Nottingham as he uh, escapes his cell. The thing with the cops, yeah, where, where they had the the, that, the the video monitors behind them, and then all of a sudden you get one panel where they're just sitting at the table, and and the monitors are behind them. The next panel, the lights are out, and it's the same damn panel, just colored differently. And then from then on, you get one, two, three pages where you have a lot of silhouettes. Like I said, it. Mars and company have been doing great things to Top Cow. Yep. Unfortunately, Artifacts Three is not one of them. It's just I don't know. And, it, it's just kind of we're, we're just two guys. I know Jason's reading it too. Maybe he'll feel differently when when, when he reads the third issue. Yeah, he'll tell I, us. I that, doubt it. And you know maybe you know other people on the forum. Can, I don't think we have like an official Artifacts Three, so we need to kick that off. We should. You know, it's it's where could they find that forum dot. <laughs> bullpenbulletinspodcast.com That's a very forceful dot. Dot. It yeah. should be because it's the first one. It's right there. Artifacts playing cards. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. I, know. I would buy those. I should buy yeah, those. You could probably follow the story a little bit. It's, uh, it, it's, there's, um... <laughs> or make your own. Or make your own. <laughs> See, there you go. It's like, yep. choose your own adventure. It's, um, and, and, you know, I... It's the two of us, and we're we're both kind of simpatico on this issue. So it's um, yeah, for once. It may if it, it may. It doesn't like, happen often. Like we're, um, it may seem like we're, we're we're coming down hard on them, but I mean, we still. I think the reason 
we're, we're so dissatisfied with the third issue is because, like you said at the beginning, the first two issues were fantastic, and it's like right. it's not and like we were waiting for things to pick up. Things were they hit the ground running. Yeah, but the thing is, when you have uh, for a long time, Top Cow was a uh, redheaded stepchild to me. Uh, I, I was kind of shy. No, in the comic book, for in my perception of the comic book industry, the landscape, Top Cow was always something I would shun because they're just TNA, right? You know, Witchblade and and Aphrodite and all that stuff. It was just tits and ass and little substance or so i thought and then ron mars got on and seemed to you know twist everything around 180 degrees where things weren't i mean there was actual substance to i I used to bust chris neesman's balls every time he mentioned witchblade (laughs) are you reading that shit are you serious and then the first hundred issues and then mars came on i was like wow this is really good and i have been reading witchblade since issue say 94 Whenever Mars got on it, right? I've been I've been reading it since then. It's been really good. And then you get Hester on the darkness, and yeah. that was really solid. And so that's the thing: when you put out two series that have been more or less derided by comics fans as being of a certain type and unable to break that mold, and then when suddenly they break that mold and they're really good, yow! People start to take notice as I did, and so I expected a lot from Artifacts, because Firstborn was really great. The uh, assorted, uh, the five-issue or six-issue Angelou series was really good. Darkness is great, so I expected the same thing for Artifacts, and I did get that for the first two issues, and then that that's why this is such a, a letdown, because I think we have a license to complain a little bit when you produce such work, such high-quality work for so long, and then you give us this, people notice. It's like, you know, the dog only remembers being kicked in the ass. It doesn't remember right. when you pet him really softly and smoothly like that. Smooth. Smooth. So, no, no, not really a foul against against Top Cow, but not one of their best recent efforts. Let's just say that. Is, yeah. I mean, I, I could, I, I would expect maybe, I, I hope we don't get a recap in each arc of, yeah, of the, I mean, I could do without the, the bearers of the artifacts showing up again, issue right. seven. Um, yeah. Especially if, if the first act that was recently solicited as a collection, if that has the zero issue and the third issue, you've been told everything at the beginning of the book. And now, halfway into the book, you're, you're it, no no wonder this country has a problem with, with ADHD. It's, it's, it's just it's reinforced. <laughs> this country, <laughs> they, oh, what do you want me to say? I mean, it's no. true. Every, every but, but you know what I'm afraid of? If they're going to break up the arcs into hardcovers in four issue chunks, I think they are. you you may see that recap page every four issues because when it gets translated into collected edition, they're going to have to have that recap but page then in there. You know, you. You know, but then, but that's what the dust jacket flaps are for, right? It, I know. It's, I know. It, but then, I'm just trying to think like a publisher. You're right. But then, what's going to happen when they collect the big honking thirteen, well, thirteen and a half with zero yeah. issue? What, then it gets redundant, it, right? You know, it's yeah. like, oh, here's the fiftieth page. It's time for it again. Thanks a lot, bitch. You just told me yeah. this seventy-five pages <laughs> back. I'm not stupid. It's, it's or maybe uh, I am. Maybe I. Thanks for telling me. Um, Oh, good God! And, and it's and and you know what? This isn't. I am not the person I was 
five years ago because it's true. You know, it, it's true. It's um, you know, because probably the the um, the old me who who can't turn a page and let shit go and and you know can milk things a little yeah. bit. I probably would have an opportunity to go. Yeah, Ron Mars. Yeah, but you know he's not. He has he, become Ron fucking Mars in my really book. Has. No, it's really, true. because and, and I, I may never enjoy or I may never read his his Green Lantern work, but oh, I, mean, I, I, I didn't like it, it to tell you the truth. Well, that's, and and I'm not, and you know what? It, it's it was years ago, and and that's I said other guy a long time ago <laughs> that it was editors. It, it, it was an editorially driven thing and, and that's he just, everything like, i know it is but it's but people were i mean you can follow ron mars on twitter and like to this day people will still bring up how how they dislike ron mars because of what he did to hal and because they don't like kyle rayner and you know i may not like kyle rayner but i don't hold it against ron mars i don't have an issue with ron mars i know he's a very very talented individual hell and yeah great stories and and i, I mean you know yeah. i've he I got have, me to read Witchblade. He, well, there you go. Just think about that. He got me to read Witchblade, the book and, that I thought was, you know, just the the, the for the the crotch and, and cleavage crowd and, and like, whatever. I, I love crotch and cleavage. I really it's, do. It's but, better when there's a story there, but it, as long as well, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a story there, but it, it helps awesome. if there is. But I mean, he's kept the the boobs down to a, a, a bare minimum and you need uh, as you are seeing in vampirella now yeah i haven't read it yet it's right here next to me yeah. so i have that yeah. to read it was okay okay it was all right i i just think they made a big mistake uh discarding the costume because i, I know they want to inject a little bit of respect into the character which he has earned over these 40 years i think 40 years uh but it's the first issue is i wasn't excited i was i was amused a little bit but not really i mean it didn't really set me on fire which is it's vampirella it should set me on fire right right sex sexy uh uh, vampire heroine with the cleavage and the it should work i respect her a little bit i haven't read vampirella (sighs) i think since the the Harris relaunch with the Adam Hughes covers, where if you buy the first six issues, you send in the coupon and you get the poster. I think that was like, I, the last time I read. I, I love the one, the Adam Hughes cover, where it's it's mostly blue, and I think there's a blue background, and she's laying on her belly, and she's looking up. She's got her at, feet up in the air. No, no, no. She's laying on her stomach, and she's got her she's got her face looking at the viewer, and I, part of her hair is over her her eyes, and and all, it's all ass. The whole cover is like, <laughs> look at my ass cover. And I was like, yeah. You know, I know the Warren stuff was all about TNA to a certain extent, but the hair stuff was really pumping. The, and then when Amanda Connor got on, she yeah, draws. before then. Yeah, she draws very, well, we don't have to, that's redundant saying Amanda Connor draws cute women. But she does. But I mean, I'm, we're getting off the, off the, right. The, no, so if there ever was a subject. That I, I do want to, um, you know, I did buy the first issue of, of Vampirella only because the um, the writer. It was the first issue, and and uh, and right, and and I haven't read a lot of his stuff, and I know Chris talks him up, so I wanted to give that a shot. It was it was discounted at DCBS. So, I mean, there were a lot of pros, so I'm looking forward to reading it because I 
I hate buying things and not not reading them, and then you know, then what am I going to talk about? So it's it's. Uh, I didn't dislike it. That's good. Yeah, because I'm Chris, not going to have remember- any, anybody's um, other thoughts. And as I, I'll read it. Right, you know, going to yeah, a clean. You right. you may you may enjoy it because it it was really well done. It was. I don't know. I, I, it wasn't. It didn't flatline. It just wasn't really a superior piece that made me step back and say, "Wow, look what they've done with Vampirella." It was. It was okay. Good. I. I, I wasn't. I, I didn't regret spending the money on it. There. I guess that's that's about as much as I can say. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's, there's, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, because I love Vampirella, right. so I will. I will buy. I mean, they could cut her head off and put it on a on a pig's body, and I would buy the damn thing. Wow. But yeah, I would. It, yeah, whatever. See, all right, let's. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that I haven't. It's been years since I've read Vampirella, and I have the first issue with that. And it's been years since I read anything that has to do with Top Cow, and we can thank Ron Mars for that. So you can definitely thank Ron Mars for that. Yes. Yes. And uh, Ron Mars hooked me in, and uh, Stephen 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 Sajic. Stephen Sajic, yeah. He was the one that locked me down. I love that guy's. There were some. I mean, he was one artist, and Mike Choi did some art too. Or did he come Mm -hmm. on right before? I think that uh, Eric Basaldua did some art, and uh, did some some really strong artists. Yeah, I think Ed Bennis did some, didn't he? If I'm familiar, if it's I'm, a chick, I'm familiar. so probably, yeah. yeah I, I don't, but it's it, the thing that stands out in my mind the most is the Stephen Sajic. I mean, that guy's incredible what he does digitally. Uh, I, I know some of his tricks. I can tell being an illustrator and being well versed in Photoshop. I can tell how he does it, and it still doesn't bother me. Usually, when I can pick up a little uh, trick of the trade that I can I can perceive in the panel or a page, I kind of kind of. Because, to use your terminology, it kind of pulls me out, makes me aware that there's a hand behind it. Makes me more aware because I'm oh, always okay, aware. Right. But uh, he, it doesn't bother me when I see the the Cedric stuff because it's it's so well done. It's it, I mean, even though I know how he's doing it, it still takes my breath away because God damn, that guy's good. Yes, yes. I I the. Uh the zero issue for artifacts, the free comic book day issue. I it was the first time I've really been. I've seen his work on the page, and mm-hmm. um, I can appreciate it. I I respect the talent. I, it doesn't move me the way it moves you, but I've only really seen the uh, that issue. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. reading Witchblade when Mars came on, so I don't know how his work reads. You know, continually as as, as a sequential story, mm-hmm. but it's. Let me try and encapsulate it just for you. Just for you, Sedgwick's work. Now, normally, when you think of digital art, uh, an artist that uh, that uh, achieves those images on the page digitally, you think, okay, it's going to have a certain look to it. It's going to look processed. It's going to look not labored, but there's going to be a certain completeness to the art that digital lends itself to like you're going to have full process color with gradations and you're going to have effects and uh the thing about Cedric's work is it looks like the the immediacy of the work is there because you could see how fast he does it 
Right. I mean, there, there are some panels where he just slaps the color down. And, and I, I, I like that because it has a real world feel to it. He's taken the digital medium and making it feel like he's sketching in, right in front of you. And, and I love the looseness of it. That's what I was trying to get at. Digital does not, when you think of digital artwork, you don't think loose. Right. You think of nice tight lines and full bleed color and process and gradations and stuff. But when Cedric does it, he, he, he does it like a gesture drawing and then he slaps color on it and he does that thing with the, with the pattern brush where he does the chain mail and the, like say, uh, the Angelus's wings with the, the, the repetition of the scales and stuff. It doesn't scream digital when he does it. Yeah, it is, but on the to my eye, it it's almost seems organic when Cedric is behind the controls. Now you got some guys like, um, well, I won't name names, but other artists that work in the digital realm, their work feels cold to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't get that 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 uh, distance from Cedric. I, I it feels like warm. Barely feel with, with yeah, Cedric. yeah, and, and it seems like you can actually. Uh, but this sounds weird, but you can smell the sweat because he's working at a feverish plate pace and he's just slapping that color down and moving it all around. And yeah, he's working with layers and, and channels and he's, he's, you know, in Photoshop, I'm assuming. But I don't get that impression when I look at the final art. That is, that's a skill to, to pull that off. Yes? Yes, it is. Yeah, yes, you're right. It is. It is. Absolutely is. Long winded way of saying his work doesn't look cold to me. It's the beer. Oh, the vanilla I could drink. A Pepe Mac. Oh, the Pepe Mac. The Pepe Mac. Oh, the vanilla I could drink. A Pepe Mac on the 11 o'clock comic show. Oh, vanilla. You keep drinking that Pepe. Don't you let Christopher Neesman give you no shit. No, you keep drinking that Pepe Mac, motherfucker. Vinny like a drink. A Pepe Mac, oh, the Pepe Mac. The Pepe Mac, oh, the Vinny like to drink. A Pepe Mac on the 11 o'clock comic show. Yeah, motherfucker. Pepe Mac. No problem. Um, I know that, uh, oh, well, before I forget, since I want to... Since we already did the sponsor spot, um, have to give huge thank yous to um, and and props to the guys at DCBS, especially Zach, who emailed me back when I placed my order. Finally, my December order, I placed it this morning. Ooh, um, yeah, man. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't. I meant to do it while I was away last week, and I still didn't. And I had previews, and and um, the eleven o'clock comic of the month is is up until sometime Saturday, so you can keep voting for that. It's a huge list of yeah, uh, nominees. Yes, uh, but I requested since I ordered, and well, you and I talked about it. Uh, the first issue of Halcyon, and um, and there's actually a thread about that on the forum. But we we talked about the first issue. I forgot. To order, I think you did too. Oh my to god! Second and third issue. So I, I ordered, did the same thing. I ordered the fourth this month, and then as soon as I sent the order, and I says, "Oh, by the way, would you be able to add issues two and three? Zach wrote back and says, "No problem." Honestly, God, I did the same thing. I go. ordered because I I have been in in the habit of ordering the ongoing series that I have been getting from Image in single issues, but the mini series I've been getting them in trade format, and. Halcyon was the one 
for some reason I ordered the first issue just to yep. try it. And that's because of you I ordered the first issue. Yeah, and I and I forgot that you know this is a book that I order because when I go through the previews, I just circle the stuff I normally get. I look around to see if anything special looks good, and then I move on. And I somehow overlooked Halcyon number two and three. Yep. So I sent Zach a message and I said, "I screwed up. Can you add him?" He's like, "Yeah." So. <laughs> For you, yeah, great. For no, I'm sure he would do it for anyone. He should. That's he would. That's, no, he would. that's the beauty of DCBS. If yes. you screw up, you got a yes, safety they're net. They're gonna catch you. Yeah. There you yes. go. DCBS is your your comic book <laughs> safety net. But I, you know, it's odd that you mentioned this because I also sent Zach an email this week in the four minutes that my internet was up and functioning. I was going through the previews, and there are three books in the $30 range. Now, that is kind of difficult with me because they retail at 30 And I like, to have, I like to keep a budget for myself. Sure. I like to keep it under, say, 120 bucks. I like to keep, actually, I like to keep it 100 or under. But there are certain instances where that's not possible. So I'll go 120 I mean... I have more than enough books. Do I really need more? Yes, there are some books that I really need to have. So I'm going through the previews and I see Comics Journal 301 is like Finally. 600, is 650 pages and it, it retails for $30. And I was like, all right, I circled it. There's no way I'm going without that. As I went on, there's Alexando, uh, Jesus, this bear, Alejandro Jodorowsky, has a book from humanoids in this previews that also strange planet i think it's called savage planet strange planet whatever that retails for thirty dollars i circled that because if you look at some of the artists in there yow travis charay's in there uh jimenez is in there um there's a a lot of top quality i think um who did i am legend cassidy's in there too and um, another guy who I absolutely adore, and I've been buying his books up like crazy, Carlos Meglia. Have you ever heard uh, of him? Oh, yes. He did the Superman Infinite yes. City. Yes. Oh, my God. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. He's He yeah. passed on. And uh, he also did uh, the uh, Tarzan Superman miniseries for Dark Horse and a bunch of other things. Carlos Meglia is in this book too and as soon as I saw that, yeah, I circled it. Had to have it. So I'm, I'm, I'm paging through it again and I see that Pinocchio hardcover. Did you see that? No. Because I haven't that, previews yet. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's some kind of winner of some Anglo M um, whatever uh, but the artwork looks fantastic on it. But it's $30. So I, I sent Zach a message and I said, you know what? I think we should, you could do your readers or your customers a real service by making these three books discounted. Discount heavily on these three books because they are, they are worthy purchases that would enrich and enhance everyone's enjoyment. And I kept going on and I said, you know what? I'm full of shit. I really don't want to pay 30 bucks a piece for these. So see what, see, see what you can do, you know? And, and Zach says, you know what? I was looking at those myself, but it's a, it's a matter of numbers. Right. You know, so if they don't get a huge discount on certain books, they really can't pass that discount off to the customer. Like say they only get 20. They're not going to discount at 50. They'd have to be paying you to, right. to buy this, that buy this book. But he said, if the discounts are in line, we'll see what we can do. So you could do that. 
it, it, with the CBS. If there's a book that you, you look through the previews and, and you say, oh, my God, this looks great. If enough people voice their opinion and, and, and com not commit, but basically commit to buy this book, they'll, they'll see what they can do. They can discount it more than other books. That's awesome. You can't do that with your local comic shop, can you? No. I can't. I don't Damn it. One. Well, I do. And he's great. <laughs> and he is great. He's he's very inflexible on collected editions. I basically get maybe 25. Because and then, for some, yeah, and then he's competing with, you know, Borders and Barnes and & Noble and Amazon. and Right. Yeah. When Borders releases uh, a 40% coupon, he's dead. I mean, there's nobody yeah. going to get a collected edition at a local comic book shop when Borders is off in 40% because the local guys can't compete with the 40%. They'll, they'll lose their shirt. It'd be cool but, if Borders is paying the publishers, but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure those they're getting it. Those things get passed on to you, so that's Yeah, they're probably getting it at 50, so they're making probably 10% of it, I would think. But enough of this. Let's move on to comics. I... Uh, Go ahead. No, you go. I like listening to you. I'm sorry. Because I got a You're bunch of person. stuff. Just, I know. am. I, I'm the voice of the forum. I know. You have a bunch of stuff before you even get to it. Renee's probably going to call me. The, um, <laughs> I, know how, I know how last week uh, I mentioned Bookman. And it's Bookman, not Bookman. Come on. Just don't be stupid. And, and, <laughs> Bookman. And, Catch them all. I, <laughs> Mon. I, um, I downloaded... Uh, Marvel should call their next event Eventmon. Eventmon? It's <laughs> stupid. It's not even funny. <laughs> Yourself, Mon. What an ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Blame the toasted lager. That's right. Toast. <laughs> the, uh, so I mentioned Bookman last week and, and how it, it I'm able to read CBR, CBCs, PDFs through it, and it's it's got Dropbox support, which is really cool, and FTP and all this and all that. I um, It's got FTP? Yeah, if you have an FTP site, you can actually plug it in, and it will download from FTP sites to to, to the device. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so is the Dropbox support. Seriously, I can't I I can't emphasize how cool that is because you can have a Dropbox app on your iPad or your phone, and yeah, you can see what files are in your Dropbox. But if you have PDFs or documents that you want to read that are in your Dropbox. Mm -hmm folder, uh, you'll be able to read Word documents and PDFs and things like that from the Dropbox app, but um, it's a bitch to scroll through and things like that. What, what man will do is it'll download it, put it in your library, and then you can read it as, as, as separately from being within Dropbox. But I downloaded ARC Reader, A-R-C Reader, um, free for the iPad, and it has, when, when you connect like your device... Free. Yes, you, when you and no ads, it, like you know, nothing hits you over the head with "Hey, buy my product." It, it's um, it's you connect your device to the PC or the Mac when you're on iTunes, and then you drag the documents, the PDFs, the, the the CBRs into the um into the app. Turn the app on on the iPad, and then import the uh, the files, and there they are. I um I downloaded. Mm. The using uh, I, you know I like that better than the comic zeal have the, to the Wi-Fi well you can do the you can do the the transfer via USB yeah, 
Right, but does it does it crunch them down like Comic Zeal? Because that's the only part about Comic Zeal I don't like how it downgrades the the JPEGs to before the transfer. Because if you have a folder with say the entire run of Nexus, you're going to be waiting a long time before it crunches everything down to get you to the point where you can transfer those files to your iPad. The, it, it's um, well it. it it's not. I, I downloaded. Uh, Does it open a native CBR or CBZ? Like you can, oh, I know you what can. you're saying. The CBI in Comic Zeal, right? Okay, no, you it, it it Arc Reader will open the native CBR. The, the original. Oh, that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, so that there's no time where it like um, you're not, like, you're not like Adobe. Yeah, like Adobe Image Ready will crunch down an image for it's, the web where no. where it it. Yeah, down samples it. There's none of that with this program. Nope, nope. Oh, nope. I'm I, downloading this. I yeah, you should because I I I dragged them over into iTunes and fired it up on the iPad. Hit import all because it has everything that's incoming, and and it um I hit import and I'm watching the files disappear from iTunes and they show my library on the device and there they are. I uh. That's awesome. Through um, speaking of DCBS, through my digital comics, I was um, when I ordered Artifacts, the first issue, I was um, allowed to download the zero issue, it's a CBR or a uh, or a PDF. No kidding. And it 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 looks wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Ch- check your emails, dude, because I'm pretty sure you got an email with a link. But uh, <laughs> You know, I know. I right? speaking of communications, <laughs> email. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, but no, I mean, communicate with people. You have um, th- there were some of the uh, the the PKD Media books were um, were available through uh, my digital comics, so I downloaded a couple of those too, and, and and the first issues of that. But it it looks fantastic on the iPad. I recommend Arc Reader. If you, you know, I recommend. I've always recommended Comic Zeal. I have not. Um, upgraded to the to the eight dollar version, but um, hmm. it it the the version That's I nothing. use on my um on my iPhone still works on the iPad, and I can still zoom in on the on on the files, and I can still read the books through Comic Zeal. But um, if you don't want to spend any money, you got Bookman, you have Arc Reader, give those a shot, and and you know you can transfer the files that way so um that is you know without this turning into 11 o'clock tech uh <laughs> just you know hey still, still you know, an idea if, though if, if you download those those pdfs from top cow or, or those preview pages from uh from my fanboy and cbr and 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 you want to read them on on your ipad then you know then, then there you go you, you, you yeah. got the you got the option but uh um, cool I I read. Um, actually, you know what I started to read? What well, I, I was I was I was going to do this as a, in your travels, but it's old, and you'll have to go back issue digging. I started reading because I never did when it first came out. Major bummer. No kidding. No kidding. I've never read that. Really? Yes. The art never. is is wonderful. Who um, did it? It is penciled by Doug Monkey and inked by uh, I want to say Dustin Gwen, um, and it's written 
by John Arcudi. So it's it's the mask team. I think if it wasn't oh, that's a dark horse book, right? No, it's DC. Really? It really is. It was I Wow, it, it, what am I, I think thinking of? Uh I don't well, know. Well the, the mask was dark horse. Yeah. But um I don't know if this was their first DC book or if uh if they were working on something else and then they did this. This is it's creator owned by them. It, it's it's kinda like I don't know if it came out around the same time because I think this was like ninety seven. Um but if you think of Hitman, which is um which which is you know it co owned by or co creator is, is is Sharon McRae and, and is it is it Garth Ennis? Yeah. Okay, so you know here's John McRae who went to great heights on the Herogasm miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you had to go there. Uh, but in any I'm case, sorry. the, the uh, it, I love his art. I know. I do too. I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen work that I've enjoyed by him. It's um, in this any is case, not an Herogasm. I know, which I'm not reading, so I'm all right. Um, yeah, you're cool. But it's it's. I'm like three or I think three issues in, four issues in, and it's um, it's about a uh, a guy, Lewis Martin, who receives a package, opens it up, and wakes up after the weekend, and he went from like a ninety-eight pound weakling to a um, to a two-ton jack, huge dude, huge. and, and um, it, he still has the same attitude. So he, he's he's a slacker, you know. He, he fixes VCRs, but you know he just he lives for video games and munchies and and doesn't care about you know what else is going on in the world. Just is is, is very um, self centered. And he, he's uh, real. He he yeah, pretty much. So I should be annoyed by him, but I but luckily because he's only in the book for like the first few issues, and then he becomes the big guy. Um, I'm not as annoyed by the character and and there are supporting characters which are fantastic um Arcudi wrote this huh yes and it is wow. it's it's yeah no you you need to check it out it's like i said the art is fantastic but there are aliens involved because um lewis was not supposed to receive this gift this package it was supposed to go to someone else and um Ah. And when and when the aliens ask for it back, uh, some hijinks ensue. But you also um, you have a a group of uh, other I'll quote I'm in air quotes um, heroes that want to team up with uh, with Lou. The book is called Major Bummer. He has yet to refer to himself as Major Bummer, although they were thinking of a name for him. On the team, they, he was going to be their leader because he is so much better than these other guys. I mean, you have a character known as the Gecko, who can climb on walls as if they were the sidewalk. And 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 Lou says it kind of reminds me of um, yeah something a spider would do. And he goes, yeah, that's that's been said. And uh, there's a woman who can uh, who can tell the future, um, but she's not very good at it. There's there's a woman who can who you'd find very attractive. She can. Um, she can fly as long as she's breathing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but and then there's a guy who's got a sonic scream. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's 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 unique and and you know I think 
at, at the time it was coming out, it was different than you know than, than what you'd see. I guess with the X Men, you have things like the Age of Apocalypse storyline going on, and and um, and Clone Saga, and DC, of course, was this was ninety seven. So this was this was before Grant Morrison took on the Justice League, right? Oh, is that ninety seven? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 2000, 2000, Okay, all right. So don't quote me. It was, there was, you know, I don't think there was anything really like it. At, I mean, it, this isn't Amazing Man, but I don't think DC was really doing much else like it at the um, at the time. But it's it's funny what I've read so far. The the aliens are hysterical. There's a um, there's there's a group of uh, street toughs who near dwells near dwells exactly hooligans scallywags that uh, scallywags. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they're they end up gaining powers. I'm not going to say how. It's um, so that's the first big team up battle with with the good guys versus the bad guys, and it happens I think in the second or third issue. But it's it's um, it's it's funny. I'm enjoying it. It was very short lived. I think it may be 15 issues. Um, I think it's one of those things where Marvel finally released the skull, the scroll. Kill crew mm. in trade years after that original mini. This is something that DC probably won't ever collect, even though Thug Mankey's kicking ass for yeah. them at the moment. I mean, you know, you think you'd want to cash in on something, but it's um, they don't collect their current stuff. Why would they go back? So if if you could, and I don't, and I'm pretty sure these aren't going to be, you know, five dollar. Back no, issues. No. You can you you should be able to to dig these up fairly easily. But it's, I said it's it's gorgeous and um, it's funny. I I'm digging it. I'll, I'll didn't keep reading it. Uh, what what'd that last like sixteen issues, fifteen, sixteen issues. Yeah, yeah. I really like Arcudi's stuff. I mean, aside from I think uh, way back in the day, he wrote a slew of Aliens miniseries. And uh, obviously the stuff he does with Mignola on the BPRD, but uh, I'm getting. Didn't he either create or write the first like ten issues of Barbed Wire? Isn't he on the he ground floor of Barbed Wire? Probably did do some of those comics greatest world stuff. Yeah, that's where I'm, I'm getting uh, that name popping up from Barbed Wire for some reason. But I mean, he's he has a his credentials. He's got a lot of stuff. He wrote uh, JLA for a while, didn't he? He did the uh, was it Justice League Task Force? Was it the? Um, I think that was with with um, with Mackey on art. Yeah. Um, I know he's done. He's done more for DC than I, than I think he's done for Marvel. I don't know. I think he did Thunderbolts for a little while too. If if I can remember correctly. Oh, let's see. He's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of BPRD stuff. Um, he <laughs> he did do. Yeah, all right, barbed wire. You're right because he did. The, yeah, uh, there we go. He's listed as being part of the omnibus. Um, Underbolts. You were right. Yay! Silver Sable in the Wild Pack. Oh God, are you serious? <laughs> he did issue twenty six. Mister Cooney. I remember that. I remember Robocop because of um, the Walt Simonson cover. I think he did. Oh that. damn! He wrote the the Superman strip for Wednesday Comics. That's right. Look with at the that. Hall artwork. Yeah. And of course the mask, Lobo mask, JLA Destiny, um, 
JLA superpower. Maybe he did not do that task force or elite. Oh, he did the destiny thing. Right. Yeah. Did some Gen 13. Oh, nice. Did some goon. The goon. They're gone. So yeah, so he's he's been busy. He's been doing things for a long, quite a long time since um, since the the late eighties. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, and he's good. But this is the, if if you can't find it, definitely check it out. It's it's not it's it's not mind numbing, but it's it's um it's nothing not heavy. But it's you know if 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 you're looking for something between issues of straight bullets you know then then you can cleanse your palate with this yeah i have a thank you to send out yeah yeah i got something in the mail from uh travaz on our forum uh bullpenbulletinspodcast.com com forward slash forum uh, travaz is one of those guys i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly i pronounce it travaz so therefore it shall be uh he's one of those guys that he knows every if you if you name a hero or a comic book character or a villain, he knows where they appeared, where they crossed over, where their first appearance is, where the last appearance is. Like he, he has this weird encyclopedic knowledge of appearances. And he sent me a message saying, Oh man, I'm going to send you something for, for all the work you do and, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, Awesome. He sent me Malibu Sun. Number thirteen. Remember when Malibu used to yes. s- used to send out the black and white little yeah. comic format size? Uh, they're basically advertisements. Uh, what they had coming down the pike and what was in currently coming out. I guess I didn't know this, so he schooled me. Malibu Sun number thirteen from May nineteen ninety two is one of the first, if not the first, printed. Yeah, but- Printed a printed appearance of Spawn because Malibu used to publish image. Yes, yes, and he sent me a message saying you need this. I was like, okay, (laughs) and and it's I mean it just there's text, uh, image ninety two behind the scenes of the hot new imprint, and it it details you know the first issue of Spawn, and there's maybe there's one two. There's a double-page spread of McFarlane Spawn dated 1991. Do you know the one with the cape? And he's yep. got he's got and the hand going all the way off to the right. Yeah, and he's got the hand crooked at the wrist, and there's the, yep. the pl- ectoplasm coming off it. And on the back cover, it's the same image in reverse. Something that they do now that irks me to no end when they do the reverse covers and they'll sell it as a variant. That yeah. that's a click of the button in Photoshop. I ain't paying for that. Sorry, but um, no, it, this is really cool. It just lists the books coming out from Eternity Comics and Adventure Comics, and it has the first, I guess, one of the, if not the first, one of the first appearances of Spawn outside of his title proper. So Travaz sent this to me. So to even complete my Spawn collection even more, flesh it out, as it were. So now I have this. This is awesome. So thank you, awesome. Travaz. You know, he just sent it to me. That That is amazing that people will do that for a dumbass like me. But now, if you had a pinpoint, you know me so well. If you had a pinpoint, my favorite time in comics of the, of the many eras, you get the silver, the bronze, the modern, blah, blah, blah. If I said to you, David, pinpoint my all-time favorite era of comics, what would it be? 
I would have to say the bronze. Specifically, what about the bronze era? Well, you have you you have things like Man Thing and Howard Duck. You okay. have uh, Conan. You have it was it was. See, you're in the ballpark, but you're not you're not getting specific. Now think of Man Thing and Conan. And horror, yes, bing, 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 you got it. The the black and white horror magazines of the Bronze Age are my all-time favorite comic books. There will never be anything better as far as I'm concerned. Now, imagine my excitement when a publisher comes down the pike and publishes stories in the vein of those black and white magazines and the amazing artists therein, every bit as solid as those great works really you would think no way it just cannot happen it did happen it's a book from asylum press that's one of these publishers that totally snuck up on me the the past year maybe year and a half asylum press is going gangbusters with me everything they've been putting out has been scoring big time this book is called eek it's a it's an anthology And it's drawn by one artist. And the guy's name is Jason Paulos. And I have never encountered a chameleon of this guy's strength before. He can draw like Al Williamson in one story. Toth in another. He can mix it up and do a Sienkiewicz (laughs) in in one. Um, Pat Boyette in another. He does an amazing Wally Wood. But really? it, yes, and you're, and, but it's not, it, you don't get the impression that it's some dude sitting down saying, okay, I'm going to ape Ollie, Wally Wood. He's drawing in the style of Wally Wood, but there's a, there's an additional personality infusion into the work. He even draws, let's see, I'm looking through this book. You, you get, all right, Wally Wood, there's, a, he draws a little bit like Wrightson. I said Pat Boyette. There's a little bit of Tom Sutton in here. Wow. And, there's one story you would swear Jerry Grandinetti drew it. And it, it, the guy's amazing. And every story is like that. You, They have the O. Henry ending. So there there are a couple of, yeah, wah, wah, a couple of clunkers where you can see the ending coming, coming a mile away. But the artwork, oh my God, David, the artwork is astounding. This guy is so friggin' good. Now, if I told you, okay, draw like Pat Boyette, that would be difficult. Now, but okay, and then I, I switch it up. Now I want you to draw like Wally Wood. Inconceivable. How could one person yeah. switch? It's like a switch hitter in baseball. But Chris isn't here, so my my analogy is, is lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's for naught. This book is astounding. It's a hundred and there's a hundred and thirty four pages of comics, and then you get color covers in the back. They're so good. You would think they were vintage Warren or Skywald or maybe even Erie publications. Well, they're not that grotesque and that, you know, visceral, but let's just keep it to Warren. Maybe Marvel or, or Skywald. This stuff is fantastic. And, you know, you get, um, you, there's a, a story about a wrong child. And you get the O. Henry, o. Henry ending. There's a bunch of uh, 
miscreants that live out in the woods that abscond people into their home. You get a, a big game hunter out in the, the jungle. It's just like, you know, the typical, you would encounter stuff like this in House of Mystery, House of Secrets maybe, where they'll, they'll do the setup where, uh, they'll delineate some kind of goal that a person wants and at the end they'll, they'll pull the rug out underneath you and do the, you know, the old Henry ending. They're all basically <laughs> of, of that template, but right. man, this art's astounding. This, this, this dude is Jason Paulos. He's unbelievably good. That's called Unique. It's called Eek, E-E-E-K, exclamation point, from Asylum Press. It's only fourteen ninety five. Wow. Yeah. You get some some color in the back, uh, and the, the, the meat of the book is all in black and white. And you have your horror hosts that will come in in the beginning of the story and set it up, sure. and at the end, they deliver the punchline. And it, it's, it's a, it's a way back machine for 1495. There, he even draws like Dan Klaus in some stories. There's these two, I'm assuming they're Jehovah Witnesses going house to house, uh, warning people, uh, about the, uh, you know, the, 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 the pitfalls of evil and the, the sin, uh, available in the modern world. And I'm going to spoil the ending because it's, it's really, off-putting and very strange they're going door to door and they're saying uh, you know have you let the light of christ into your life and and all that and most people are slamming the door in their faces but they get to one house at the end and uh the one guy says whatever's in there must be a being of immense evil what is it brother edgar a nest of demons satanic vampires maybe no brother i'm afraid it's far worse than that it's it's homosexuals <laughs> and there's an old adams family style mansion in the background and these these christian crusaders are all you know bolting towards the door all sturm and drang and trying to get the homosexuals but it, i mean when i saw that ending it was like get the hell out of here he draws like frazetta in this one story called easy prey wow. yeah it's nuts it's insane the way this guy can can switch gears like he does check this i mean as far as i'm concerned you should keep an eye on everything coming out of asylum press they have a book called undead evil that's really solid they have uh this character called warlash that i really enjoyed they do anthologies called asylum of horrors there's a what was it called zombie Ah, damn it, I forget the name. It just came out from them maybe a month ago. Zombie something. It was another anthology. And I was, I was really impressed with it. Zombie Terrors. An anthology of the undead featuring Craig Wilson, Robert Stephen Ryan, Royal McGraw, um, covered by Ali Fell. And the artwork is just great. And this leads me into our 11 O'Clockers for this year because I'm going to, spoil one of my categories the best miniseries of this year by far was fearless dawn by steve mannion and that is from asylum press so keep an eye on these guys they're doing some really great work worthy of your attention huh yeah and, and just for the record jason paulos p-a-u-l-o-s google him and look at this guy's artwork astounding i am i'm jealous that he has the ability to do this because I couldn't render in one style like this guy, never mind six or seven different artists. He's disgusting and I hate him, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. 
Phelps. Very nice work. Very nice work. Draw like Pat Boyette. Son of a bitch. That you can even... Yeah. Jason Paulus, I hate you. Go buy his book, because it's great. Eat. <laughs> yeah. So what else we got? Should we call it a night? Because it is... Um, Fourth, it, Fourth of July. Jesus. Fourth of July it's night. New, it's New Year's Eve. And here David and I are talking to you about comics on New Year's Eve while our wives are probably giving rosin, up. rosin up their whips. <laughs> it's yeah. because we're going to get the shit kicked out of us after this. But who cares? We're doing this for the fans, damn it. <laughs> All three Love of them. You. All three of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's All just right. two of them post twice. The... Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm out of beer. You are all right. Then I'm gonna. I I will. Uh, in your travels. In your travels, right? Wait a minute. Before we do that, back it up a bit. This truncated episode of Eleven O'clock Comics, better truncated than none at all, has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts, 35 all the way up to 75% off. Think about that. You're paying a quarter of the price for that book. Unheard of. They are the best in the business for a reason, because huge discounts, excellent shipping and packing, friendly service. They don't miss a book. It doesn't happen. No. If anything, you'll get two of them. They're Ooh. nuts. Yeah. There you go. Discount comic book service. DCBService.com. In your travels. Read Day Tripper. Get the, get, get the trade of Day Tripper when it eventually comes out. If not the trade, go back and get the single issues. Because Ba and Moon, oh, those guys, they're really special. I just finished the, what is it, 10 issues? While my internets were, were down. And... uh I, I don't want to sell it short by just throwing something out there right now. I hope to talk about it at length in a future episode. Day Tripper is, is amazing. It's astounding. It's, it's so good. Bomb Moon are going to go places. They really are. If they haven't gone places already, they're going to go even farther. These guys are really tight. Excellent, excellent comic book creators. So read the Day Tripper. Damn it. Damn it. I, I'm going to have to. I haven't yet. And and um Shame. For shame, know, David Price. I know, I know. And if real quick. Real um, quick. My digital speaking of DCBS again. Oh. They you. have uh, the bone. two pages of Asylum Press books. Fearless Dawn, the free comic book day sampler. Look at that. Isn't is that gorgeous? But um there's Billy Boy, the sick little fat kid, is free to download. <laughs> you have a couple of free books, and you have some that are 99 cents. So you don't even have to go spend full retail 295, whatever they are. You can download the digital version. Nice. There you go. So there you mydigitalcomics.com in your travels. In your travels. Um, I'll wait until next week because I'm going to read the second issue. Well, no. See, I was what I. I didn't finish what I wanted to do, so I will say, um, because I haven't read the second issue yet, though I have it, mm-hmm. I will say, I don't know if I, I, I know I mentioned this, I don't think I did it as in your travels, Batman Incorporated number one. Uh, is that the Finch one? No, that is the Dark Knight, which I also have to read. Uh-huh. Um 
and just judging by the first couple pages, that is pretty. And it introduces you know? yet another childhood <laughs> friend of Bruce Wayne's. You know, the guy's been around for how long? You think we'd have met everybody he went to high school with I by know. now? But anyway, but it, I will say, you know, I'm I'm not too jonesed on buying single issues, especially single issues of <laughs> Batman. And I I thumbed through it at the local shop, and I was. This close, if you could see my fingers, they're really close together. I was that close to buying it solely on the strengths of Finch's art. It's really pretty. It really is. It's, it is. it's like, and I, if I, damn, I don't have it in front of me. If, 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 if that's Scott Williams on inks, yeah. then, then yeah, it's, um, it's nice. It's night and day from what he was doing with, uh, with, with Tanny Miki on, on Moon Knight. It's just, it, that, that Moon Knight stuff was just so image influenced and 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 heavy. Yeah, and this is, it, this isn't like that. From what it I've looked seen, like, so it looked a lot like Sil- Silvestri to me. It, did. it it had a real Silvestri vibe to it, yeah. which is not a bad thing. No. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Hey everybody, eleven o'clock comics. We wish you the absolute best. New Year's. Thank you for everything this year. We're going to have fun next year. Make sure yeah. you uh, you hit some conventions. Even if we're not there, just go and have a good time. I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody's got any resolutions. I just want to be happy and healthy this that's year. Right. So yeah. that's what I wish for everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting our forum. Thank you for posting on our forum. Thank you for giving a damn about this little dog and pony show that we have. It's really strange. Um, go out, be safe, get yourself home, and love your kids and your family and everybody around you, and just be well, because we love you. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris isn't here to say, well, not all of us. But no. <laughs> David, like you know, like, David and I love you, and Chris and Wood do too. And I, we're, yeah. we're speaking for Chris and Wood, because this is what they would say. Just have a happy new year. Yep. Yeah. We love you. Peace out. Peace out. 141, baby. Unbroken streak. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it, 2010. You're not That's beating right. us. No way. Thanks for the Comcast cookies, suck. All they right. do suck. Have That's a good <laughs> No. Those cookies were great. I'm about to have one tonight. Oh, yes. Very. Thank you very much, Val Staples, for the cookies. Yes. Yeah, that was very nice. You're yeah. crazy for sending cookies, spending $3 yes. and some cents for sending cookies. But I love them. Wa- I, sh- I don't have any of the Buffalo Trace you sent last year left over. I'd love to dunk my cookies in that. Uh, I shared the cookies with my wife because it was a package, of, it was a package of two cookies. I said, you want a cookie? She said, yeah, I want a cookie. So Did I gave her a cookie. But yeah. she was disappointed when you actually gave her a real physical and then I then I turned around, flopped around the top of the bus. <laughs> Rough trade, baby. You ate the cookie you owe me. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. Go have a good time. We love you. Yeah. Happy New Year. All right, folks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>